I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show uh, anyway <laughs> a simpler <laughs> the, time the pipple the, the pimple <laughs> 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 quit <laughs> quit podcast <laughs> so many so many so many damn books here uh, we are. Here we are. So many damn books. We're back. I'm Drew. I'm Christopher. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, we should start it off with our uh, New Year's reading resolutions. Um, did you? Do you want to read more books or fewer books? Or I, man, I read a lot of books last year. Yeah, you read a lot of books last year. We tweeted this out, um, but we I might read as well. My best ever. Mm-hmm. Or. Worst ever, depending, really, depending, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I read 159 books last year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and while I don't regret reading that many, because I do have most of them still in my mind, I, I read more when I am stressed. Right. So so that just shows that last year was really difficult for you. Yeah. I'd like to get to a place where I feel like 125 is a solid, you're reading a lot because you like reading, mm. but you're not going through any sort of psychological... So you're ask, you're actually asking for less psychological turmoil? Yes. Okay. On the flip side, if I had nothing to do, if I was like a kept man or something and I just <laughs> read <laughs> How about you? Do you have a, a resolution this year? Oh, I'm going to read 100 books again. Nice. Um, last year, I said I want to only read 75, which was supposed to be so that I would read some of the longer books that I've always wanted to read, Anna Karenina being one of them, Yep. Um, and a few others. Um, Adam Levin's The Instructions. Oh, yeah. Which is one of those enormous like 1,400-page books, but it sounds fantastic. And apparently, it only takes place over like two days, which I also like. Uh, Every moment of mm-hmm. those two days. So, th- I mean, but that didn't happen, and uh, I, I just like the round number of a hundred. It's a good. It's a good. It's like a book every three-ish days. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I think that's good. That feels about right. Transition. Transition. Um, I haven't bought anything since Christmas. I have, but I can say what I got at Christmas. Yeah, let's do what'd you get. What did you get for Christmas? I got 
I got mostly books for Christmas. Um, I got Gilead, Marilyn Robinson. Oh, finally time. Finally time. Will. Yeah. I'm going to read it, I promise. <laughs> um, two, the, the final two China Mieville novels that I didn't have, uh, King Rat and Unlondon. Okay. And uh, speaking of Haruki Murakami, the two... Or the first novels, Hear the Wind Sing and Pinball 1979. Oh, the or, the, yeah. the double that yeah. came out last year. Um, in a really nice British edition where it, you flip the book over to read oh, the... Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I didn't get that many books, I, uh, except for um, I did get uh, Contraband Cocktails, uh, How America Drank When It Wasn't Supposed To by Paul Dixon, which is half history, half cocktail recipes and there's some recipes that are uh, included that have a little notation next to it that are just like this is just included because it's interesting do not make it (laughs) (laughs) excellent (laughs) which i think is kind of funny (laughs) um and i also in my stocking was given the holiday drink book um a toast to tippling and old time cheer with yuletide spirit throughout the year uh it comes in this box and it's this amazing, strange, it's really cool cocktail book. Maybe we'll post a picture of it on our Instagram. Yeah. So many damn books. But uh, on the back, there's a little poem. Uh, if all be true, as we do think, there are five reasons why we drink. Good wine, a friend, or being dry, or lest one should be by and by, or any other reason why. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I believe. And we're drinking... a. Uh, Holiday Spiced Rum, uh, which was bottled by a friend of mine in San Francisco, which is cool. What's, what's their bottling company? Uh, it's M&K Cellars, which is just their first initials. Um, so thank you for that. That was another gift, that bottle of rum. Uh, hey. <laughs> um, but I bought myself as a gift uh, Emily Post's Etiquette. Cool. Which is really cool. Um I've always been meaning to get it, but this one is a facsimile of like the first printing and it has a facsimile of her, her inscription (laughs) that she sent to her friends. But, and there's a, and then there is actually a signature of Elizabeth post who signed it. Cool. So that's nice and exciting. You're going to be hosting. Yeah. I'm going to host parties and I'm going to start just leaving cards around (laughs) because I'll know exactly how many hours to wait in between, um, you know, I think as we are often interested in design and mm-hmm. the, and beautiful books, um, I think that that leads us to an obvious easy jump to fascination with designed books, like yeah. fully designed, where it's not just words on a page, it's more. Yeah, there's something cool about I mean, we certainly love beautiful covers, but mm-hmm. it, it there's something even more when you flip to the inside and there is something beautiful about it. Mm-hmm. it and it can add something. Right. And that's what that's the best is when it's not just like a beautiful illustration. Right. Um, but it, it's hard to put my finger on why I, why I am so drawn to it. I think it is something like the game factor. Yeah. Um, what well, is it, it for you? There's something in the way that it's I'm reading, mm-hmm. but it's also stimulating a different part of my brain. 
okay than just looking at the words which i love and will always love but there's something it's just cool it's right. like do you have a um you have an example like one of your favorites of this sort of i just recently got um interesting artifacts by leanne shapton oh yeah and it's designed it's a much longer title than that <laughs> yeah it's a very long title uh i like the fact that on the spine it just says interesting artifacts dot 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 um it's designed as um, the sort of program or guide to an estate sale, an estate auction. Right. And each thing, it's it's a photograph of whatever the lot is and a brief explanation of it. But over the course of the book, it explains a relationship between these two people who th- there's a, a reason that mm-hmm. their things are being auctioned. Um, and it sort of, it dives into that, but also on the surface, it's just like the catalog for an estate sale. I love that book. I've, I've, I've read that book as well, actually. Um, and then I gave it to someone to borrow and they never gave it back to me and they are now gone from my life. So they need to have read Etiquette <laughs> by Emily Post. Because if there's not a chapter in there about returning books quickly, uh, there should be. There should be an addendum. <laughs> Um, my my va- favorite version of this is uh, is Building Stories by oh, Chris Ware. Sure, which is just an awesome. It it looks like a board game. It's literally like yeah, it's the size of a board game. It's a board game box, maybe even bigger. Um, yeah, and when you open it, it's just full of different ways that he's presented these stories of this one building. Yeah, and it's Chris Ware, so it's very designed and comicky. But he does such fun things with like a bee gazette from like the <laughs> bees that are in the garden of the building. Yeah, and that's like a really small little book. And there's one that's just you know um, like cuts. Right. Um, and the that, box I'm, itself too is part of it. It's I mean it's amazing. Yeah, and it, and it for as brightly colored and whimsical as it looks. It is the most depressing. <laughs> yeah, like lives are lives are sad in that in that world in Chris Ware's building. There's something interesting. Maybe this is a reading comprehension question. Maybe it's not. Mm. Yo, what did you read? And where did you read it? Did you like the book? Would you ever reread it? Did the words sink in? Do you have a question? Did you understand? What's your comprehension? A reading comprehension reading comprehension about the difference between this was a big topic of conversation when that book was in the tournament of books a few years ago i remember that is it a book oh like what when does and this this will sort of lead into what we're talking about tonight but yeah when is a book not a book or when is like when is the bookness of it secondary to whatever like the the artistic artifact okay yeah i don't know I think that's silly. I think it's yeah, me too. I think it's just um, if you're calling out a book, it's a book, and that's you know like when McSweeney's did the that one of early issue mm-hmm. uh, that came as just a stack of like lost mail, right? Um, you know, this is a it's a way of an experience that you're going to tell a story in a completely different way, or you're gonna or you're actually going to tell a story in the same in the normal way, but you're just trying to make the experience of it. Uh, a different, different, a break from any of the normal ways that you've experienced reading before. Right. So I don't know. Do you think it's the? Uh, for me, it's always the author. If the author is like, "I am publishing this," it is a book, like mm-hmm. building stories. Like it, it is a book. Mm-hmm. It, 
that you would buy under books in a bookstore. <laughs> right. Bookstores will carry this because it is a book. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I, I think that's right. I think it's, it's, it's what the author thinks. Um, I think it's strange, though, when we get into, you know, we, well, I mean, the Pickle Index, right. uh, which is Eli Horowitz's um, new project. Yeah. And actually, Eli Horowitz was the publisher for McSweeney's for a while. Right. So he is designing as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has been experimenting for the last few years, really. Yeah. First was um, The Silent History, right. which came out first as an app. And then a little while later, uh, FSG put it out as a paperback. And then didn't they do one um, more version? Yeah, they too? did The New World, which came out with the short-lived Atavist Books. Um, which was co-written with Chris Adrian. Right. And that, again, it was like meant to be read as an app. Mm-hmm. And since then, FSG has put it out as a lovely little hardcover and soon a FSG Originals paperback. Mm-hmm. And now the Pickle Index, which is available across three Versions. platforms. Yeah, you can get the paperback from FSG. You can get the two-volume hardcover, which we talked about in a What'd You Buy segment because mm-hmm. I, I had picked it up. And it's a fun... It The volumes are beautiful. Yeah. Um, and also, each chapter has a frontispiece illustration that matches up between the two books. So there is sort of a, a like bridging between the two, and you read one because it takes the place over like nine days, right? Ten, Ten, Ten days. days. Uh, you read one day in the news uh, hardcover. And then you switch over into that day in the snacks right. hardcover. Um, and, and it then, comes in a slipcase. And then mi- there's the app. And there's the app. Which you sort of do the same thing. There's the news. Uh, there are the recipes in the, the titular index. Right. And then there are also a couple of other little... There are other recipes. There's a, um, a frequently asked questions section. Right. Where hilarious weird questions from the from the from ostensibly from the the people of, yeah. of of this town um, um burford or uh De- destina destina which is the beautiful area and so the pickle index we should say is about a down on its luck circus um in the crumbling city of burford which is considered disgusting yeah and it's it's and it's the uh, whole area is run under sort of a um, a totalitarian leadership of this woman, Madame J. And uh, their ringmaster, a guy named Zlotty Cornblatt. Amazing name. <laughs> yeah, there's amazing names throughout this thing. Um, he is decided as a villain by the totalitarian regime and kidnapped from the circus. Yeah, and the book opens with him being kidnapped and his his circus crew trying to figure out what, what to happened. Do. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then it's about trying to rescue Zlotty from the, this high tower right. situation. So I read and hijinks ensue. Yeah. I read the FSG paperback and I read the hardcover slipcase version. Um, and we've both, both. been messing around on the app. Mm-hmm. For me, the paperback feels like the slightest version well to tell you the truth it felt slight no matter how, what way you slice yeah. it it felt a little like i actually maybe this is just because i love circuses but i feel like i would have loved like 200 pages before right. the novel starts where i could have understood this funny 
you know, world a little better. Although I wonder if, I mean, part of that issue for me was mitigated with the app and being able to just delve a little bit deeper, like to write a recipe of my own and share it. Right. Oh, but, and we should say the pickle index is actually basically the internet. Yeah, they have they have scrollers. Yeah, and they scroll. I think, but they literally paper print that are out. actually printed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of like a fax machine almost. Yeah, like a fa- Like if if we didn't go be- beyond fax machines, and you were just carrying a tiny fax machine in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and every citizen is required to share a recipe every mm-hmm. day. Um, and the, our narrator from the circus side is including in her instructions on how to yeah make these various recipes uh you're getting that her side of the story instead right and being able to physically like share those mm-hmm. it it's a very small thing but it gave me a little bit more sense of the world okay and i and i was getting that too i i agree when you're um when you're just clicking through and there's the funny other <laughs> recipes that are being shared and and the questions about favorite colors and right but also i wonder if the story itself because it is it's very silly oh yeah it's so silly and i was very glad that i had the same sense of humor as eli horowitz because <laughs> if you don't it's never gonna work like it will not work for you there's mm-hmm. so many jokes that are just like silly jokes yeah there's a there's a part where they're um they're dur- during the escape where one of the strong man has given up being a strong man and wants to be a mime now. <laughs> yeah. And so they like break through a wall and these, these guards come by and he mimes that there's a wall there. And they're like, I guess there is a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> Which it's, is so silly, but it made me giggle. Yeah. Like it, the whole book made me sort of laugh aloud to myself. There's something it's in the vein of, of Daniel Handler with sort of like the right. arch silliness or even like some of the better Monty Python sketches where it's just yes. silliness, high silliness. I would actually say that it's like a Monty Python sketch set in the Pushing Daisies universe. If if oh, people listening yeah. along are also fans of the Pushing Daisies rest show. In peace. I don't want it to rest in peace. I want it to come back alive. Again. Alive again. Alive again. Can we say alive again? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> App storytelling is strange because I don't really love to read like that on my phone. Yeah. I like to take I like reading that it's taking me away from my phone. Like that's the whole point. Right. I mean there's something nice about the the small structure of it where each of these chapters are relatively digestible mm-hmm. you know and it makes me uh more suspicious of something like julian fellows's belgravia which right. is coming out i think later this year where it's going to be ju- it's a novel it is a dickensian serialized novel delivered to your phone yeah see anyway the pickle index yeah uh i i, I really enjoyed it I will say that I was giggling and in, and enjoying this silly yeah. world a lot. And basically, to me, he he basically just fast forward to the part in the Pixar movie when everyone <laughs> when everyone gets together and does their thing to this help is everybody make escape. A great could Pixar make a Pixar movie. Could make a great Pixar movie. Yeah. Or actually, you know, it would make a great Henry Selick claymation. Oh movie. man, I just watched the box trolls. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
This is so weird. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> I wonder, this is sort of my last thought about it. I wonder if these guys, the, the Sudden Oak gang mm-hmm. of like Eli Horowitz and Russell Quinn are thinking about how to get um, an audience that's not primarily a reading audience. But if you can make an app that is super fun and it's that way of like, tricked you into reading. Right. Something, something, I guess, serial, like, yeah. that like gets everybody to try it out. Let's recommend, let's recommend a, an app story. A couple of, yeah, a couple of them. Um, what, do you, uh, what do you recommend? So I had a fun time with this, um, this app called Lifeline. And I guess there's three of them now. I played the first oh. one. Um, and Lifeline is, you start it and it, and the guy texts you and says, oh my gosh, like I reached somebody. Thank God. Like my, my plane, my um, ship crash landed on this planet. Everyone else is dead and I'm trying to find my way around. And you end up like helping him by Googling things and choosing. It's like, it's pretty much an old text adventure. Um, cool. But there's less like, you know use your axe you do not have an axe (laughs) um and more just like do i do this or do i do this you're always choosing one or like a binary thing cool so so there's that that's kind of like a fun way to it was definitely it reminded me of the martian uh sort of like uh matt damon you know texting you (laughs) 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 which is another dream that someone might have um yeah what about you what's another one um 80 days oh i remember this yeah yeah it's you know it follows the plot of around the world in 80 days but you are in control you're playing the valet uh-huh. um and uh, and you sort of get to choose the route that you're going to take uh-huh. and you can fail you can die all of the you can run out of money all of these things and each decision that you make sort of ripples out right as you travel around the world and i've i've gone through it a couple of times now um, both making it in less than 80 days and not making it. Right. But it's really cool to, to like see how really far spread the branches of the world go. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one that I'll, I'll recommend, and this one, I think it's the, the gold standard of what an app can do that is a book, but it's an app. I and agree. It's using everything for an app. That uh, It's uh, Samogo. Uh, that's the developer. Uh, device six it's one of the coolest experiences i've ever had with a story yeah i think it's i I mean unless you i you do it on your ipad or your giant phone yeah um i think it might work on a cell phone but it's it looks nice so big and you actually like follow text as you're going you know you turn you're turning it yeah you're turning the phone with to match the text there's a mirror moment Mm -hmm. there's a moment where like you have to turn the lights out. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's really cool. It's not, you don't quite have to solve puzzles, but like you, you kind of do. Yeah. You, there is a little bit of solving puzzles in it, but they're never crazy difficult. And of course, if you ever get stuck, there's walkthroughs online and yeah. things. So yeah, they don't want to stop you from following the story. They just want you to feel involved. Yeah. yeah. And you are, and it's, you know, there it's, it's chilling at some points and scary, yeah. but you know, and other times it's like a great adventure. It's a really fun, you know, it's probably it, all together like five or six hours of a, of a game. Yeah. So that's our show. That's it. Um, we're back. Uh, in two weeks. In two weeks, as, as usual. We will continue on. 
And so, you know, keep up your love of reading. And I don't know why I'm trying for a sign up. I was, I've never yeah, done I don't one. know. But happy new year, I guess. Yeah, happy, happy 2016. Maybe, maybe full of uh, easy chairs and reading. Yeah. And I hope you find your, um, your woman to keep you. <laughs> 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 I went as Poirot for Halloween when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. What? Why? Were you watching? Uh, no, because I was reading. Because I read fifth or sixth grade was when you were reading Agatha Christie. Yeah, I read. Mur- I was a pretty dark child. <laughs>